Hey, Juice, the only thing better than looking clean is looking clean on your own time. No doubt about it, Big Seth. And that's why I always call my man Ara at AT Dry Cleaners anytime I need my clothes laundered or dry cleaned. Tell him exactly why you call Ara. Because AT offers free pickup and delivery at your home or office, so you never have the inconvenience of trying to find time to take your dry cleaning somewhere. They bring it to you. That's exactly right, Juice. You can walk into their Fort Lauderdale location, but AT serves Miami Dade, Broward, and the Southern Palm Beaches with their convenient pickup and delivery services, which also include alterations, shoe repair, and more. And A&T is a family-owned company, and they've been in business since 1980. 1980. Yeah, and you know what? That means customer service is their priority. So call Ara today at 954-610-9383. That's his personal cell we're giving you. Or you can visit drycleanertoyou.com to start making your life and your dry cleaning a lot easier. And make sure you tell them that the fish tank sent you, because Ara, my man, is giving our listeners 50% off your first order. How much? 50. Half, Seth. Half and 25% off any dry cleaning services after that. ANT Dry Cleaning, the official dry cleaners of the fish tank. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one. one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, I'm up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network, Seth Levitt with none other than OJ McDuffie, Juice, how we doing today, man? What's up, Big Seth? I'm excited for today, not just because it's a Thursday, uh, not just because I'm, you know, getting a chance to hang out with you again, Juice, but we snagged one. We got a big we fish in we here today. We got a big fish. Unexpected. We didn't have to get him on the phone. We kind of took advantage of his own personal travel plans. <laughs> but Vonnie Holiday, right in from the A, from Atlanta, came in, jumped in a Uber. It was about the size of right, it was a right, Scion right, or something right. out sideways there. sideways in it in the back, right? You, know, you ever go to the circus and all the clowns? <laughs> I'm not calling him a clown. I'm not calling you a clown, Vonnie. He's too big but, for that. But the way these guys... Man, like the door opened and he like had to unfold in three different pieces. But Vonnie Holiday took a took an Uber all the way up to the Fish Tank Studios. What's up, man? Thank you for being here. Everything. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, that's what's up right there, man. Hey, so my, my, my Uber, man. I, I tell you what, man. It was like the Uber driver from hell. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. Like I told him, I need to get there fast, and so he knew all the shortcuts, the back. You know, we taking back roads. This was fast. Okay, I can only imagine. But he did not break the speed limit. If it was sixty, he was going to go sixty. When seventy, seventy, and he. Then he's in the the far left lane, which drives me crazy. That's one of my pet peeves. Like I hate. He was driving. in the fast lane. He was in the fast lane going the speed going, limit going the in South speed Florida. Limit in South Florida. Man, you, you saw had people getting, zooming by, right? That can only happen in yeah, South Florida. Because yeah, in Atlanta, you cannot do that. That's yeah, true. everyone will let you know. Well, I'm surprised they didn't let him know. But you know, he said fast juice. Right. We're, we're this is an hour after kickoff time. <laughs> right. This thing started. <laughs> it's an hour after. But we appreciate you coming. You know, you're down here with your family. I'm sure that your wife is not going to be happy with us that that you stuck away to come do this but we are really appreciate definitely it. appreciate it yeah man and we're, we're gonna jump in i mean you had 15 years stellar career certainly some great years here in miami which is what we like to focus on but before we get into it i just got so it's it's you know we know you as vani but is it's dimitri giovanni holiday like who's the italian guy in your family <laughs> like like imagine that man. <laughs> a little fat black kid growing up in south carolina <laughs> And your name is Dimitri Giovanni Holiday. Where does that right? come from? Even my grandmother wasn't feeling it. Right yeah. away, I came home from the hospital. She was like, I'm calling him Vonnie. Right. So that's all I so knew. So grandma changed you yeah, to Vonnie. Gra- grandmother changed me to Vonnie. And, and right away, that's all I knew. So, uh, you know, I, I show up at kindergarten. Everyone's calling me Vonnie. But by the time I get to grade school, the teacher stands up the first day and she's calling you out. And she's like, Dimitri Holiday. And I'm looking like, you know, who? 
Who's that? Who that? <laughs> and the kids are laughing like, wait a minute, you're Dimitri. So I learned right away. That was the, it only happened once. I would get there early. Go talk to the teacher, right? The teacher. Like, look, right. I know this is my name, but they call me Vani. So make sure I don't want to hear Dimitri call me Vani. And I don't want any problems with these kids. But then they would find well, out. Yeah. <laughs> it was always an issue. Oh, re- yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I had that issue, too. Like, I was always OJ growing up. Yeah. And then I transferred to Cleveland, moved to Cleveland. And then the next thing I know, I was Otis. I'm like, Otis? I didn't know. I didn't, who the hell <laughs> who was Otis? man? Who was yeah. Otis, man? It's interesting that you talk about your, your upbringing. You said a chubby kid? Yeah. Growing I, up? I went to, my, my, my son gives me a hard time now. This goes back to my mom's house, my kids. He goes, finds the old pictures. pictures. They take pictures, put, got it all on Instagram, out on social media. I'm like, what are you doing? But yeah, so I, it was about, you know, it was only about two, three years that I went through this chunky phase, man. I mean. That's funny because every time I see him, he's chiseled, been chiseled ever since I've known him. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and my mom up. was, you know, she was sweet. I grew up in a house with five women. I don't know if you knew this, but I grew up in a house with five women, man. My grandmother, my mother, and two older sisters, and an aunt. And uh, they were great. I mean, they, but they babied me. They spoiled of me. Course. And my And my grandmother's of like, course. son, don't worry about it. That's just baby fat. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. <laughs> it was baby fat for a long time. I mean, we only went through three years of this. Right, mom, I'm right, 14. Right, right. I don't think it's baby fat anymore. <laughs> hey, so, so once you grew out of that baby fat, you know, obviously your football career start, started to take off. You know, we had Sean Wooden in here. And Sean Wooden went on a visit to Duke, you know, and we, he knows he's a football player, but you know, Duke is a, a basketball school. You went to UNC at that point and still probably not, still a basketball school. What made you decide to go to UNC as a football player, knowing that, you know, basketball was the, were the big dogs on campus? Yeah, Woody said he couldn't go to a school where the, where the football players were actually scared of the right. basketball players. <laughs> well, well, see, we weren't scared of the basketball players. <laughs> but I, I, I will say this. You know, I don't know if you know this story, man, but, you know, Bobby Ingram is from my hometown. I do. And so Bobby Ingram's a receiver from my hometown. Uh, my his freshman year was his senior year, mm. and Joe Paterno and the gang from Penn State came. Yeah, we missed another one. Yeah, came down and Here they we go. Uh, were recruiting him, and they saw me, and so we had a relationship for the next three years. I would go up to games and hang out. I knew Kijana when uh, he was in school. He always got yeah. yeah, and so everyone thought I was going to go to Penn State. Bill Kenny, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, man, I knew Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, we all deal. did. Yeah, and so it came down to Mac Brown coming down, and Mac Brown's a hell of a recruiter, man. He came up and won over my whole. School school, my whole town, my family. Uh, education was important. I, you know, I didn't feel like I was a great football player coming out of high school. You know, I felt like I was decent. I worked hard. I didn't mind working. I was very competitive. So I'm like, look, I'm going to go to the University of North Carolina. I'm going to give me a good education. Right. Go to law school. Come back to my hometown and law make school. a difference. But Joe Paterno comes down to my uh, basketball game, like homecoming. And then watches me in a slam dunk contest. And I'm like, man, I can't say no to Joe Pa. Right. So I wake up that morning, uh, signing day, and my mom has no idea. No one knows what I'm going to do. And in my head, it's, it's down to Penn State and North Carolina, which makes no damn I had sense. no idea that's how, how I came What are you talking about? Man. Football football players. This is a theme on the show, by Penn the way. Penn State <laughs> and North Carolina. Guys who didn't go. Yeah, so I, I, I really did. Like, I was like, you know, God, like, help me with this. And so it came down to basically a coin flip. You literally we lost coin. my literally coin toss. Wow, and, juice. And I'm glad, you know, I'm not going to lie. So, like I said, I grew up a mama's boy. I grew up in a, in a house with five women. My mom was on disability. We didn't have a whole lot of money. So it was important for me that my mom be able to see my games. And she had some health issues at the time. So it worked out. That three-hour right. trip from Camden, South Carolina, up to, to North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, was good for her. And she made pretty much every every game. Yeah, we talked about Sean Wooden, you know. and we, we lost him as a recruit at Penn State. And I was the guy. Who was your, who was your host, man? 
Who, 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 Bobby, who Bobby, Bobby and Kijana? Bobby <laughs> and Kijana? Oh, hey, man. I had, hey, I had great times at Penn State. Yeah. Well, you had a better time than Channing did on his recruiting trip. I had great times at Penn State, man. What, what, a, what a great place. Like, I never thought with the cold and I'm like, right. the valley, happy valley. But we would go up to games and, I mean, really look forward to, to, to those times. The atmosphere is nice, man. It was man. great. But atmosphere. you guys kind of changed the whole culture at the UNC as well as, as, a, as a football program. And, and Mac Brown sold that to yeah. us. You know, he came in and said, look, we're, we're changing the culture around here. Mm-hmm. And he was not lying. I mean, from the first time I stepped on campus where football was just like, oh, you know, okay. By the time we left, we were four fifth in the country. Right. I mean, our defense, defense was ridiculous. We were yeah, top we three go. my yeah. sophomore yep. senior yep. year. Senior year, we were number one. Yep. Wow. Yeah, every guy I played with on, on my defensive line played in the league for at least a year. They were, I mean, I remember that, man. I mean, That's getting it done. They had a lot of guys on that team that were holding that offense down, right? Holding yeah, exactly. It down. <laughs> exactly. And then D. Smith retires, and people aren't talking about basketball as much anymore because football, we're doing our thing. Perfect timing. Yeah. He's speaking up for the football program there. Yeah. And I guess he wasn't scared. See, So the story that Woody tells is he was on his recruiting <laughs> trip to Duke, and he was, he ends up at some bar, and next thing you know, Bobby Hurley's in his face because he said that Woody was hitting on his girl. And then Leitner was there, and, they, and, and chairs are getting thrown and the whole thing. And Woody said he turns around, and his host disappeared. His host was like, yo, you can't his be muscle, fighting with the muscle left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that they would have tried nah, Bonnie man. the same way they tried Woody. Different story, right? Yeah. The DB compared to, you know, 280. Yeah. That's a different story. Not right calling there. Woody soft, but they don't know. They're looking at a 5'10 guy, <laughs> yeah, you different. know. I, I tell you what, Duke, uh, they do a good job. I actually went over to Duke, and they invited me to the wrong game. Um, they invited me when they played <laughs> Florida State. Why would they do that? I do not know. I mean, that team was sick. <laughs> well, they didn't even invite Woody to a football game. They oh, brought really? him into the, the <laughs> Carolina-Duke basketball okay. game. They okay. thought that they were going to win him over with the basketball culture. But but the funny thing is Grant Hill, Cherokee Parks, these guys come in. To, they come to the football game, and I'm hanging out and talking to these guys. Now, wow. Right. During, during the football game, which was impressive because I used to watch Duke uh, yeah. back then. Grant Hill was probably one of the best college basketball players Absolutely. of all time. Not a question. Yeah. Not even a question. But then I, you know, I become a Tar Heel and – Nothing, Duke. Forget about it. So you, uh, so you, you get back to that rivalry anymore? That the Duke Carolina basketball game. You can't game get, a, you can't get away from it. Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about it. Anytime we're playing this year, all the hype. I'm at home. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid everybody because Zion Williams and that Duke squad looks. I mean, unbeatable. Right? They're nasty. Right. And we're so up and down at Carolina. It's frustrating sometimes to watch, but we're on a little hot street right now. Let me knock on wood. But you know, all my buddies are calling me up trying to get bets because they think it's a sure thing. I'm trying to avoid. I'm ducking. I'm, I'm dodging. My <laughs> phone's blowing up. So I'm like, you know what? Forget this. I can't do this. You know, Carol, I believe Carolina to, right, blue, right? Right, right. So never we, bet we, with your heart, Vonnie. You, you're absolutely As right. a Dolphins time, fan, let me tell time, you, never bet with the heart. <laughs> this time it worked out. You know, unfortunately, Zion went down. Immediately. Uh, 33 seconds yeah, into the game. Yeah. And then my phone starts blowing up. People want to cancel. No, that's not hard. <laughs> you can't call up Vegas and say bet's off now. Good luck with that yeah. one. So you talked about the cold weather, you know, and visiting Penn State, and you were surprised the great time you had in the cold weather. You made up for whatever cold weather you missed by going to the Packers. No drafted. You're, you're their number one draft choice in 1998. Going to Green Bay, I, I'm sure the weather, you have some some experiences there. But what I want to ask you about is one of the themes that we hear in, in the tank is that when guys are drafted by the Dolphins and they come into that locker room as a rookie and they would see Dan Marino there, that it was like, you know, it's that living legend thing. And you had some of that, I have to imagine. What was it like coming in, your first-round draft pick, you're feeling good about yourself, and you walk into the locker room there and Brett Favre? Well, you know, as a football fan, the the last two Super Bowls, the Green Bay Packers have played in, right? Right. 
you know, they won it two years prior. And then the, the year uh, right before I got drafted, they lost to Denver and Terrell Davis in that Super Bowl. And so Reggie White, you know, the man. I had yeah, a, I a poster on that. my wall of Reggie White. The minister Reggie of White. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brett Favre, you know, Leroy Butler, Gilbert Brown, the grave digger. I mean, you're talking about some Mark Chimur at tight end. Like, these are some big-time football players that I've been watching uh, over the last few years. And it was interesting because the Packers – drafted me because Reggie decided to retire and they needed some help in a defensive line. And Reggie, uh, about a week or two after they drafted me, decided to come back. That's right. Which I'm like, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> like, it's like, a setup. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was it was amazing. I played opposite him. He is uh, he, he, he was everything that I'd heard about. He personified to me uh, what it, it means to be a professional, uh, to be a leader. Uh, just a just a great man. As as well as he played on the field, I mean, he was just an uh, even better person. Yeah, and you know, we talked a little bit before. You know, we got on air before we started recording, but just being in Green Bay and how focused they were on football, college type atmosphere. You know, you went to UNC, you, you, you snubbed Penn State. I get it, I get it. <laughs> but talk about that whole atmosphere there. You know, instead of and then we'll talk about how you went to KC and then came to Miami. The different atmospheres you might have been through as a as a professional. Yeah, I, I definitely had a, a angel, a higher power. You know, looking over me, being able to go to Green Bay as a as a little bright eyed, bushy tailed rookie. Uh, coming into money for the first time in his life um, was just a tremendous opportunity and experience. Uh, learning from guys like Reggie, from Brett, from Leroy, Santana Dotson, just uh, that small town. I, I don't I, my. I remember was calling Swabanon. 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 Yeah, but but seriously, <laughs> pretty I, good effort, Jim. I, I get I get on a plane and leave Chapel Hill and I fly into Green Bay. But you got to connect. Back then, you could not fly straight into Green Bay. And so here I am, like, feeling pretty big, good about myself. I'm like, I'm a first-round draft pick going into Green Bay, Wisconsin, NFL. It's going to be like TV, right? So I get on this plane. I fly into, I think, Chicago. In Chicago, I get to the terminal, and I'm walking all the way to the very, very end of the terminal. I don't see the gate. The lady's like, no, you got to go downstairs. <laughs> and then walk out onto the tarmac, then up. You know, Yeah, if they're sending you to the tarmac, yeah, that's usually a bad sign. So I'm, like, I'm like, wow, you know, it's going to be like a private jet or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. So seriously, I get on a plane, and it is the one stewardess, the pilot, it was two pilots and me. That was it. And there was one pilot who was like jump seating to Wisconsin, <laughs> Green Bay, Wisconsin. For I don't know why. And so I'm like, wow, you know, this is interesting. It became <laughs> a private jet. It became my own personal jet. And so then we're flying in. And as we're flying in, you know, my heart is. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking out the window. I'm like, you know, when are we going to get to this big city, Green Bay? It's going to be. I start. I see him fields and fields and fields and. Never saw the city. All of a sudden, we're There's a coming, city? the time we go up, we're coming right back down. I mean, it was like a 20-minute flight. I mean, it was crazy. And um, we landed in this airport, and I'm like, okay, well, the city's going to be, you know, maybe we got to drive a few minutes to the city. <laughs> Literally, I get into the airport, I land, and there are fans everywhere. I mean, their fans are- They're God, waiting on right. They're waiting. I mean, it's, okay, so here we go. Now, things are picking up. We get in the car, drive seven minutes through some neighborhoods. All of a sudden, <laughs> boom, here's a stadium. That right. blew That's me away right. my first me time too. there. Me too. Yeah. Literally, like, what somebody the hell? Grandpa, somebody's grandma lives right here on yeah. the corner, and then there's Lambo. 
couldn't believe it. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. In the middle of the neighborhood. I remember yeah. we, you know, we would stay in the Paper Valley Inn, yep, right? Yep, yep. Always at the Paper Valley Inn. Because there was nothing else there. Right. Well, there was right. nothing else there. <laughs> right. Unless you want to uh, stay And that was a cool little college. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah. Unless you want to stay in Milwaukee. Appleton. Yeah. Appleton, Wisconsin. That's, that's right. Appleton. That's it. Appleton, Wisconsin, and whatever university that's right there. And we would take that ride in. And, you know, every other NFL city you go to, you know, you're usually you're going to some downtown area, whatever. Um, and you're looking for the big buildings and you're waiting. I thought they were just taking a shortcut like your Uber driver. <laughs> and then there it is. It's like the, the most iconic stadium in the entire league. And dudes are like barbecuing in, yeah. in the backdrop. It's the same. And every single house has some type of Green Bay pack or something. Has to. On the, in, the, in, the, in the yard, on the porch, yes. somewhere. Everybody yes. with Green Bay all, pack. All year round. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You go up there right now, they have full, like it's game day tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and the jerseys, flags flying. It just never fails. God my my first two, two, three weeks there, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, we didn't pay for a meal. That's not so I, bad. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm like, when I didn't have money, right, right, you like, yo, we yeah. got look at the menu site. What can we share, exactly. man? What do, what do you like? Right now you I'm, want that? I'm gonna get the salad. Yeah, that's dude. a whole different conversation. <laughs> right? Now I'm in the NFL and I, you know, got a little check. I'm like, man, I, I haven't paid for a meal since I've been here. I mean, but that's that's the Green Bay Packer fans. Yeah, I mean, they are unbelievable. Even after I left, going back with teams, even here in Miami, and and I finished up in Arizona, we would go back, and the fans still yeah. were very very. So nice they keep that cheering. loyalty. They that's keep awesome. That loyalty, and and my teammates would say, "Man, what what the hell did you do to these people?" Right. I mean, Just wore those happy. colors. I know yeah. Keith Jackson the same way. Keith Jackson goes back there all the time, man. They, they show all that love, man. But that's what wow. it's, that's what it's all about, though. Yeah. You know, what I mean, especially you know when you when you, you get an opportunity and you you have so much success, the love is always going to be there. For exactly, that's what's yeah. up. The new year means different things to each of us, but one thing that all of us can relate to is filing our taxes. That's why for the past 15 years, I've gone to my guy Rob at ARS and Associates for all of my personal and professional accounting needs, especially during tax season. Rob is professional, he's trustworthy, and if there's something that should be on my tax return, he makes sure it's there and does not get overlooked. In addition to personal accounting, the team at ARS handles corporate work, bookkeeping, payroll, and more. So call ARS and Associates now for a free consultation at 305-653-7350 or visit their website at arsaccounting.com. That's arsaccounting.com. And make sure you mention that the fish tank sent you to get 20% off the cost of preparing your tax return. Start saving now. Then you, then Kansas City, then in 2005, you know, you make that decision with Nick Saban. Nick Saban to come to Miami, man. What what into that decision? You know, it's it's interesting, and I don't know if a lot of people know this. So I was in Kansas City, and I signed a two year deal with a a, a three year option. And my first year, I go up there, I tear it up. I had a good year. I led the team in sacks. Second year, I come in, and I I got, I got a little injury. I got a little my, my growing. It's just not feeling right, and I'm letting them know that. And which I'm trying to work through training camp, and just not feeling good. I'm being, you know, at this point, I had to make a very selfish decision. Like, look, I can't go. And and that was really hard, uh, you know, with always with with the team going against the grain against the doctors there who got fired the next year, by the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> but going just for the, those who are keeping track, going, going against the doctors and, and 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 the coaches telling me you should play, they they don't see anything wrong. I'm telling you guys, something's wrong. But anyway, we get through training camp. I get to the first game. We're playing against the Denver Broncos. Get through the game. Had a really good game. They're, they're on a two minute drive at the end. My linebacker asks me, "Hey, you know, I want you to give this tight end a little bump. We're in a, a little zone coverage, so I, I got to drop back." Which I don't know what the hell I'm doing dropping back anyway. I mean, I, I do feel like I was athletic. Right. But, you know, right. I, let me rush the passes. So anyway, moving so, forward. Yeah. Athletic so moving I, forward. I, I drop back and I give the court, the tight end a little bang. And time I hit him, I mean, my whole right side just exploded. 
And I, I mean, right away I knew it was bad. And I, I was so pissed. I go to the sideline. I'm yelling at the doctors and the trainers because I'm, I'm like, this is what I've been telling you guys about. And sure enough, um, yeah, that was almost that was pretty much the beginning of the end of my run in Kansas City. What was it? What was the injury? Man, I tore my abductor longus, magnus. I mean, all these growing muscles there. They're wow. on the inside of your thigh mm. and, and my lower ab. I had like three muscles because you know, being a competitor I am and trying to go get that payday, uh, after about two weeks I decide against better judgment that right. I'm gonna go back and play. Right. And played okay, but just continue to hurt this area. And so it wasn't until one day probably eight games later that uh, I'm getting out of the shower and my wife, by now we're married. She's like, what in the hell? My nuts are probably the size of grapefruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know it. Right. And so I call up and go, she picked up on her pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Those don't look like, yeah. <laughs> where the hell did you get those? Yeah. I, mean, I knew it didn't, you know, it didn't quite feel right, but I, everything's hurt by this point. You know, I'm taking pills, trying to get through. And so I didn't she, know my nuts were grapefruits. So she, uh, <laughs> I go into the to the doctor and they're like, "Yeah, you got to shut it down." So that I ended the year on IR, and then really at that point was at a low, just psychologically, right. mentally, and you know what it's like to 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 gear up and go into off season and train, and when you're injured, Man. trying to fight back. So I was really considering like maybe it's just time for me to shut it down. You know, it's seven wow. years in, I've had a good run. They said the average is three and a half years. Right, uh, I've beaten the odds. I've gotten a contract and a half of one. But then Nick came. You know, Nick Saban calls me up, and I'm like, who the hell, Nick Saban? Right. Wait a minute, that's a college guy, and now he's at Miami. But we had a great conversation. Uh, I was in Atlanta. We had a great conversation. He got me to come down to Miami. And um, what was his, you, what you was his never, pitch? You never talked to him before? I've never, never met him before? Nick, never met wow. Nick before. Um, he comes in. Did he recruit you in, in college? I, I wasn't even recruited by Nick. Where was Nick at that time? At uh Michigan State at the time. Yeah. And I never thought twice about Michigan State. Thought about <laughs> Michigan for a second, but not Michigan State. But but then I go to Carolina. Anyway, so uh yeah, he calls me up and I come down on a visit. I think Kevin Carter's here too when I'm down. We were both Big here at KC. the same time. And I'm talking to Nick and all of a sudden something just felt right. You know, I liked the way he talked to me. He's like That's something you don't hear often, Juice. Yeah, well, not for me. Well, man. I'll tell you what, Nick Nick. For the most part, when he talks to his players, he does, he's going to give the raft to the players. He gave it to the coaches. That's the that's what we've heard. Right? We do that's hear that. That's exactly what yeah. we've heard. Now, sometimes on the field, like I was having a conversation with someone earlier today as we were fishing, the captain, Captain uh, Taco, Take today, and, and he was like, what's up with Nick Saban? I'm like, well, this tells a story to me. When Zach Thomas curses you out, there's an issue. <laughs> because Zach is, the, I mean, he's the guy you want on your team. He's going to go out. He's going to work hard. He's going to do his job. He's that guy. But Zach almost choked me out in practice <laughs> right, one day. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Well, we had Zach in the tank, and yeah. he talked about that. <laughs> yeah. He that tried was... to be, you know, Zach always tries to be diplomatic and PC, but you could see he's still, no, he's he still started thinking about, about it. it. Yeah, he yeah, started shaking yeah, a little he bit. He was hot. And so Keith Trailer, I, I think it's all Channing, about respect Tanning was about to go get uh, Zach, and Keith Trailer's like, no. He man, let him get this one. Get some for me in there. I think he wanted Zach to go ahead and get him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, Truck and Nick had a, a had an interesting, interesting relationship. Yeah, interesting relationship. Yo, Nick. Hey, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We heard that one. Good we'll stuff, have to play man. the Channing episode stuff, for you. Man. But you didn't have that issue, huh? You and Nick, you guys hit it off. We, we were okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask for much. I mean, at the time, my uh, wife was pregnant. We were going through a difficult pregnancy. He was real understanding, and I would jet out you know when we had a day off and come back so he was that's what's up yeah interesting as long as you worked now he worked the hell out of me i'm not gonna lie 
I came in and Dan Quinn was his uh, uh, D-line <laughs> coach and Dan would come out with his cleats on and he sold me because he's like, oh, you're going to love this 3-4. You're going to be playing you know, over the tight end. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, he's like, you're going to be playing over the tight end. We got big Keith Trailer. We got big Kevin Carter who's going to be playing the three technique and, and kind of inside shade on the tackle. You're going to be on the other side. You don't have to worry about that. So I come into <laughs> camp and I'm not fully ready to go. And so I'm watching camp the first week. And Casey swimming double teams. Kevin Carter is swimming double teams. And Nick and, and everyone's going crazy because we're getting gashed in a run game. All of a sudden, I come in, and now I'm the damn three technique. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Take on the double. I'm the three and the four eye. I'm, I'm playing inside with it, getting double yeah. team. I'm like, are you serious? And like, no one they was, want you to actually take yeah. it on. And then I'm like, I'm going to be playing obviously JT because he's going to be playing on the yeah. other side most of the time because I'm going to be – I could not believe it. I was so upset with Kevin Carter. I mean, that's probably why, I mean, at first we didn't really hit it off. But you're supposed to be in here eating these. Right, right, but, right. But, but, but I'll say this. Uh, through those hard practices, I became a better player. I mean, it was a grind, and I hated it, and, but I became a better football player and, and, that, and learned that 3-4 scheme and that position. And uh, Nick told me, he's like, look, you come down here. I'm not going to lie. We'll give you a one-year deal. You're coming off an injury. But if you play well, you ball you'll get paid here. And sure enough, I came down, had a decent year, and the next year they gave me a long-term deal. So nice. I was here for four years after that. And then Parcells and those guys came in. And the next regime. Yeah, we try not to talk Real, about yeah, that. Yeah, and, they don't and, give us burn on this show, yeah, man. And he, <laughs> called, he called me up talking about, hey, we want you to take a pay cut. And I'm like, why? Right. I mean, I, I played with the same guys. We could let, let, let us compete. If I don't get the job, if I don't win the job, then let give me, me a pay cut then. Yeah, or right. let me go. Right. But let me come in and compete. I even said, hey, how about I'll, I'll take the pay cut, but let's structure it in a way that I can earn my money back. And what'd they say? Wouldn't do it. That makes no sense I, to me. Here's the thing. I, I felt like I was, I was a, a stand-up guy. I felt like I, I was a professional here, you know. And Parcells didn't even call me back. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I've heard that, too. I've yeah. definitely heard they that. Didn't even call me back. Yeah. So my agent's calling me, and he's panicking. I'm like, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, if they don't want me, because that's what they're saying, yeah. you know, they, they don't want me, we're, we're not going to play this game. And Arthur so, Blank was waiting for a call back from Parcells for a while. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get it. Parcells did him a favor, though. Right. You know, right? That same draft, he drafts Jake Long down here, and they got, got Matt Ryan. Ryan. One of those guys is still playing. Yes. Still so, playing. Yeah. Jake and, Long had potential now. I mean, he, he did. Oh, he's a hell of a player. He, 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 had, a, he had a hell of a but, career but until he got. When you can get a quarterback. Like, like we're seeing it now, right? And, and Matty Ice now, he Atlanta fans. You ask them, they because they they they've had a quarterback. They don't know what it's like to kind of go through what you got. That's exactly what we go right. through down here as Dolphin fans. But they they give Matty Ice a hard time. But. Yeah, I hear that. I argue well, with I, my buddy all the time. Well, I have, man, a lot you guys of have cities, no idea. Yeah. You know, it happens in a lot of cities. You get a lot of wins, eleven or twelve wins. The but Eagles you don't win it all. They, run they did run him out of town. Eventually, did you know? And he's going to NFC Championship game after NFC Championship game, a couple of Super Bowls. We die for that down here. We'd kill for that right now, you know, and it's, it's amazing because you see all these other guys, you know, you see the Roethlisberger, obviously Tom Brady, you know, when they're winning these championships and you got a guy that was drafted so high, still there, still making a ton of money, but not getting them over the top. I mean, I, I get it sometimes. Yeah. But we all know, though, Ronnie, it's like, can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. It's, it's impossible to do it. We had probably one of the greatest, quarter, we did have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever and couldn't get it done by himself. I know, I know when I was there offensively with Danny, it was, who was ugly. 
Yeah. It was ugly at to the end. To say the least. Beginning, it was nice, but then we didn't have a defense. And at the end, we, and you know what? We just didn't get it done. I'm no excuses. Yeah, just, just didn't get it done. You know, but it? yeah, it's tough. It's a tough deal. That that was crazy coming in, too, as a rookie playing against the Dolphins and and, and, and Dan Marino. Yeah, in yeah. 98. I, I mean, mean yeah. by then, he couldn't really move. No. He, was still, he still had a hell of a release. Let's that was so quick. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, <laughs> how is this guy still getting it done? I mean, you come out here, I think he had two knee braces on, but he got it done. At, and an Achilles least, brace. Yeah. yeah. Everything. The big tall shoe and the whole thing. That's right. Big boot. That's yeah. right. We led the league in receptions that year, though, Big Seth. Yeah, and Danny, go. 98, we killed it that year. <laughs> he knew how to find OJ. That's all Juice <laughs> needed to know. The rest of you guys, I can't get it done. So, all right. So, you you know, I keep trying, Juice, I keep trying to find the guy to come out here and bad mouth say and, right. and, and, you know, Zach helped me out a little bit. A little bit. But, yeah, Pat loved him. Pat sent his damn son to him for I, calling out I know. Out I loud. saw that. Yeah. yeah. Golly. And, you know, and JT, forget about it. No, we haven't had JT on the show yet, but. Yeah, we you, know what yeah, we know that's going to be. It's going to be. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, he loves him some Nick Saban, but yeah. I understand why. Although everybody does say that they left Nick a better player. And I have to say, I mean, you know, right. you just said it again. Yeah. I mean, the amount of guys that said, JT, how much football they learned from him. No doubt It's about impressive it. from, to hear that. From veteran. Yeah, his staff from top to the bottom. I mean, right. top to bottom. They were very good teachers right. of the game. I mean, I came in here, I think it was year eight, and I learned so much uh, from guys. That like says a lot right there. Those guys, like, that says here. a lot. Yeah. So now you talk about the quality of teachers they had on that staff. In 2005, when you came down here, they drafted – they had an interesting draft class. A couple of guys who played on your side of the ball, one in particular who spent some time in your, <laughs> in your meeting room. And, uh, you know, we talk about teaching and how good of a teacher you needed to be when you have a guy like Matt Roth oh. – in your <laughs> yes. So Channing told us some really interesting stories about Matt, and, and and that was his running buddy. But you have to have, you know, to have those two rooks come in, those are not your average rookies that are coming in for different reasons. You have to have some good Channing Crowder and Matt Roth stories. I've, I've never seen, I mean, two, first of all, that whole draft class. But, I mean, I, by, that, by that time, I've gone through seven drafts. And in comes Channing Crowder and Matt Roth. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a special bunch. <laughs> I mean, special bunch. I mean, who, where the hell, they're, they're making kids different now. Yeah. That's what I said. Well, they made them yeah. real different yeah, with yeah. those two. And Matt Roth, <laughs> I, I tell I tell my kids, I tell people the story all the time. I, I remember one time, because he always played, he was always playing around. And so we were in the locker room one day uh, during uh, all-season conditioning. And so I'm, I'm leaning up against the... I don't know, the doorway, waiting to go out and run. And Matt, being him, his usual self, he comes up and he puts a lizard on my shoulder. A lizard? A lizard. Okay. And so I'm like, I, I thought he was, I guess he thought I was going to be afraid and jump or something. So I take the lizard and I was like, hey, Matt, I'll give you $100 if you eat this lizard. Oh, no. He's like, $100. You see the, the hamster just starts, <laughs> the hamster starts to take off. You know, the hamster's, he's like, no. I said, what about 200 He's like, no. All right, it's like final offer, $400, you eat this lizard. He's like looking around. I'm like, there's no way Matt's going to take $400 to eat this lizard. He takes the $400, eats the lizard, he ate gets the lizard. sick. He didn't get sick right away. So we go out and we run. Wait, we so like he, like he swallowed it whole? Look, he holds the lizard up, and it's like that movie V. I don't know if you remember the movie, <laughs> the show back in the day when yeah. we were kid with the rats. He took the lizard, popped it in his mouth. You see the tail wiggling, oh. and he chews it up. Well, he chewed oh, it? Oh, my God. Matt yeah, Rowe chewed, chewed the lizard. He's like, ah. He, nothing's there. Oh, it's all gone. For I mean, you see the little stuff on his teeth. <laughs> oh, man, right? that's nasty. Yeah, it was disgusting. So, How many people are around? It had to be 40 guys. I mean, we were about to go work out. Oh. You know, this is like group two of the workout session. Oh, my goodness. And God, so we, we go out to practice, to, to run. We come back in. And Matt, did, you know, for, well, I didn't even think about it, but he got to disappear. So the <laughs> next day we had a team function. 
So his girlfriend um, comes up to me. She was like, oh, my God, Matt was so sick last night from eating that damn lizard. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she knew about it. So he went, oh, babe, I eat a lizard. Come on. What was that conversation we, we, like? We, but he was that guy. I mean, we, we paid Matt Roth to party boy Nick after a game. Anybody tell you that story? No. So I don't know if you remember uh, that show with, uh, it's like, the Jackass movie, those guys, the whole crew. Sure. Where the guy would put on the uh, little, uh, <laughs> not the thong, what do you call it when you're on the beach? Speedo. Speedo. little Speedo. And he'd go up and party boy just on the streets and <laughs> random guys just comes up and starts <laughs> dancing on you. And so we were in a de- defense meeting room and we're like, hey, Matt, if you party boy Nick, you know, we'll each give you, I forget what it was, 100 bucks. And then it was 400 bucks. Then I think we each said 500. You know, Matt. That was a negotiator. Yeah, he clearly was a hell of a negotiator. So so sure enough, after the game, Nick's up giving the (laughs) celebration speech. All of a sudden, Matt Raw has on his jockstrap, goes up and party boys Nick. And Nick's like, what the fuck? Get the hell away from me. Get this guy away from me. This is after an actual (laughs) game. This is after a game. He party boys Nick. We tried to get him to party boy Mr. Heisinger, but he wouldn't do it. That was going to take more than 500 bucks. (laughs) He wouldn't do it. That reminds me of the uh, the rookie rookie talent. Talent show that they were part of, right? Where, where yeah, Nick had—I I didn't want to get in. That—that's that, already that, been discussed. That was that class. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and Channing was just as crazy. Yes. As yes. Yes. It may be crazier, were, possibly, because it sounds like Channing actually knew what he was doing. It was, was still crazy. Yeah. Yes, I mean, he, there was a method to Channing's madness. He would talk so much shit on the field. I remember. I think we were playing. I don't know if it was Pittsburgh and Pont- Ponte. I, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, "Would somebody tell this Ricky to shut the hell up? Like, who is he?" He's the one guy. Who, who, who is this guy? He's the one guy on the team. You got Seau. You got Zach Thomas. You got JT, Kevin Carter. You know, uh, Truck. Channing and then Crowder. Channing Crowder is the one that's doing all the talking. That's too funny, man. You know, you talk about those two as rookies. I remember when JT came in as a rookie. He was quiet. You know, he was trying to feel his way through it. Those guys came in, like, right away, like, here we in, are. In your face. This, this part of it, right? Here. Well, JT had a had a hell of a career Which like, when you were part of that. And, you know, you talk about Nick and how JT was his, you know, love child. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, he got him a Defensive Player of the Year award and everything. But, you know, you guys had to have some, some good memories with each other, playing with each other. Tell me anything about JT, his boss. That you know, we might not know about JT. Yeah, thankfully, he doesn't like listen to, give, to the podcast. I like, I like to give him business sometimes on the side when he doesn't know we're talking about. First him. of all, JT didn't give me my props. Who played beside him when he got those seventeen sacks? What I can't remember the number and, and, and the player of the year. I think that's Defensive happened like three yeah. times. I think yeah. that's happened like three times in my career. JT, Elvis Dumervil, and Joey Porter. Wow. Yeah. So you're the guy. I don't, I, it's yeah, all about, I, yeah, I'm just saying, you, I'm just saying. saying. You took up There's the double team. a common denominator. Well, yeah, when, when saying, Kevin I'm, wouldn't yeah. take up the double team, you took the double team still, so they have the one-on-ones. St- when, when my knee hurts now, I'm still mad at Still mad at Kevin <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Lower back pain, I'm still mad at Do Kevin you watch Carter. college football Sunday? I you do like, watch, yeah. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, yeah. I do watch God damn KC. Looking all fresh and everything. Looking all clean up there. In his suit. Tay Diggs up there doing his interview. Yeah, but JT was always, my wife and I, we call him Super JT because you know he's like bigger than life, especially down here. But he is uh he he was a class act. He's the kind of guy he brought me in and kind of put me under his wing, even as a vet. You know, I was a vet too, but he's just he was just a class act. <laughs> there was this one time though, he's gonna get mad about this. Oh, I'm loving it. Where <laughs> JT was always playing games like on on the sideline. You know, you take all his protein shakes and you know it gets you a little gassy. <laughs> so he's on the sideline and he's passing it, like laughing, like because it's the worst smell. Ha 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 ha. Give me that line. It. Did you fart? Because yeah. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so so Thanks, all of a sudden he he's like, oh, watch this one, and all of a sudden his face changed. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what? No, he sharted. Man. Yeah, he did. He sharted. <laughs> JT sharted in the middle of the game, and so. 
He stood up and he was like, hey, man, can you see it? And we're like, no. He's like, you can't you see it. You wearing white pants or aqua pants? White, white pants. Oh, no. So he had to go over it and just get on the ground. And oh, no. See, now the difference, Channing would embrace that. <laughs> yeah, Channing is disgusting. Yeah. Oh, JT. Channing went out with, his, went out with my family today on the boat fishing this morning. Oh, you were with him? With, with Channing. And Channing told my, my wife and my son about uh, what he does during the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah taking himself. a knee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I had told my son about a guy I played with, but I didn't give him a name. Hey, son, remember that guy? Yeah. He's Here like, he is. That guy's disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. But you yeah, have so, no idea, yeah, son. But so JT... I will never forget that. Like his facial expression, like he, <laughs> he was just so shocked. Oh my god! <laughs> so what game? We got to go back and watch yeah, some film now. Yeah, see where he yeah. didn't run into the, the locker room. Yeah, the, the dirtiest he, ass. We see his ass is the dirtiest. <laughs> we know what's really going he, he on. He couldn't. There. Literally, I think we were on the sideline. He was playing around. Next thing you know, it was like an interception. What happened a lot when we played here? Yeah. Yeah. It was an interception. We were back on the field. Three and out. Right, quick. right. And so, uh, yeah. That, that, that's a JT that story. That is a fantastic JT that, that story. That is great. I was going to ask you one about that Channing set, but I, I would not have expected that. And you know, it's funny. That's one I don't know, Juice. I can't believe he don't know that about JT. Well, that's not something he ran home and told true. me. <laughs> true. But he did it <laughs> hey, in front of a what? bunch of people. Now. Yeah. He had a lot of witnesses, but we finally got the yeah. truth out of him. We got to figure out what game that was, Vaughn. You have to, <laughs> have to, to look that one up. Game. So <laughs> Channing actually during that, uh, well, I don't know. Well, it must have been 2005. It had to be your first year with JT because that was the year you guys started rough and then won six straight after that Cleveland game. Channing tells the story of that Cleveland game and how depressing it was and how they weren't, they were supposed to be shitty. And then, you know, they, they come out there and kick our ass. And JT was infuriated by certain individuals who he felt perhaps quit uh, during the game. I don't have to call those people out. We'll let somebody else do that. But he then went in the locker room and just exploded and apparently said, if you guys want to quit, fucking quit now. Don't come back to Miami and I'll pay your salary for the rest of the season. That is a true story. And I actually forgot about that. But yeah, JT, you know, he's a leader, but he, he's not a guy that kind of loses like that. And I, I didn't know that side of him. And of course, it was very frustrating doing a game because I, like JT, I'm a competitor and some guys definitely quit in that game. And JT came in and I think coach started talking, but he just lost it. He just took over the, <laughs> the speech. And I mean, he was fired up. I'd never seen JT like that. But it, it, I mean, he spoke to some people, to their souls, and things changed. Did you guys play any um, fast football in the offseason at all? I, we, we played it, but I don't think we played it here. Okay. You know, when, when, uh, we played that a lot. And JT, speaking of competitive, he kicked the the fucking football, you know, to the next field, you know, get mad at whoever's keeping score. Yeah, that's, Same that's, thing with basketball. That's like his yeah, thing, he's, right? He's just yeah. an asshole sometimes yeah. out there, man. No, he can't be that. JT love him, but he can be an asshole. Yeah, he definitely can be that. And, it, and I, I used to, uh, uh, Kevin Carter and I used to give him a hard time, first of all, but about the size of his head. I mean, it's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, at least the way. The guy, the guy should be very, very, very smart. <laughs> that's probably why he was the head of the team. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we get Give him a hard time all the time. But. He's gonna take this out on me. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah of I'm course. gonna pay the price for this. Of course, but but he is competitive, and he I guess he would lose his stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, very, very competitive guy. It's good, man. But that's what I mean. That that happens to guys that reach the pinnacle, get to the top of their game, man. Because you, if you're not competitive, then I mean you're lost. You Are you saying you can it. you can understand and appreciate a guy might lose his shit over competition? Absolutely. And, and, okay. That's Have you ever been there, Juice? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Juice has motherfucked me on the basketball court. <laughs> man, he won't shoot the damn ball, man. <laughs> for for ball, not shooting man. the ball. Or actually, speaking of JT, it was it was a defensive <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't think I, I 
put up enough of a fight defensively against JT. I mean, I, I, I get, I get it, Vonnie, giving up a layup, man. But you can't give up a layup from the top of the paint. You know, what I mean, you got to put play a little defense. I mean, he was a fast break. <laughs> I was back on defense, and he's just right. It's him. And, I mean, I'm still trying to have a job. And, and what am I? What kind of fight am I going to put up? Like, I'm going to lose miserably in that fight, regardless. Sure. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been pretty, but hey, you would have went down fighting. Yeah, so. yeah, that's great. Just have some basketball IQ and right. just foul him at the top that's of the key it. and just, just stop grab on to like, live yeah. the fight another day. Yeah, I had some basketball <laughs> IQ and I had some employee, some job security. Uh, yeah, some job security <laughs> IQ. But uh, Juice let me have it from eighty something feet away. And uh, that's where you knew the competitor that he was. I, I, I used to hear about those games. By the time I got here, they weren't playing. No, uh, no. Well, you know, I was good old days. Yeah, I was all banged up, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to have anybody over the house anymore. I was so damn mad, Max, I couldn't play. Because at the end of my career, when I got hurt, you know, guys were still coming over. And I just saw them run up and down the court and, you know, the competitiveness. And I couldn't, couldn't participate. So I was like, you know what, nobody. I was, I'm, I was that spoiled kid. Took his ball and went home. Took my ball and, <laughs> and closed, closed the gate, <laughs> let the dogs out, and nobody can come over. I, I was know. looking. I was actually looking forward to that because I, you know, I, I call myself uh, a little bit of a basketball. And that's because he went to North Carolina. Not because he went to North Carolina. It started back. That's in why high he didn't school. go to Penn State. They the basketball the program. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought I was going to go and try to walk on, right? Or at least to be on a JV program. But after that first semester. Uh, I didn't redshirt. I came in right away and played. And I'm like, I cannot do two sports. Right. I don't even want to think about it. I just right. want to chill a little bit and relax. And they probably didn't want you to do it. Although they had a guy who did it pretty well. They had a guy that did it pretty well. And Greg Ellis, who uh, was the number one draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys, he played on the JV team while we were there. Nice. He and uh, Octavius Barnes, a receiver wow. out of there. Yeah. Wow. So we had some guys that played both sports. So so what is Vonnie Holiday up to today? What are you, what are you doing with Aside from today? fishing with Shannon Crowder yeah. and squeezing into Ubers. These kids, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, spending time with my kids. I, you know, I was fortunate, man. 15 years in the league. You know, I kind of took care of my money. Um, the league was good to me. And I had an opportunity once I got done playing to be selfish and to, to hang out with my kids and take them to school and pick them up. And, you know, my daughter's 19 now. And she's 19. Yeah, she's a Florida State girl. Uh, wow. In her first year of college. And she's in over the conference. Huh? She's so in the she, conference. Which. Don't even get me started on my wife and my daughter. Somebody, some yeah. recruiter took her to the wrong don't, game, too. Huh? Don't even get me started. I mean, it went from, like, some small liberal arts school out in California, then in Boston to, hey, Florida State has everything I, I need, and it's at a fraction of the cost, which she's a smart girl. Right. So her first year has been abroad. She's been in Spain, uh, hanging out in Valencia, and found out. Just outside of Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living a life. Budapest yeah. last week, um, last weekend. Damn. Um, the Czech Republic. like She's all over the place. And this week, she just texted me saying uh, she's headed to Amsterdam to see the Anne Frank Museum or something. Wow. Yeah. They, not even the museum. I think it's the actual house. Yeah. Right. The actual space, which yeah. is pretty cool. Nice. I'm like, you're living a life. I need to. Is I it like a back. gap year? Or is she on a no, gap? No, she didn't. She's just, just her first year. So she's taking classes. Florida State has a campus in Valencia. Like They have two buildings. They have classes. They have. Uh, Who knew? And then they actually attend some, some some of the university, the local university. They have some classes there. So That's hanging nice. out with her doing that. And then my son is 13, so I've been coaching basketball, baseball, and football for the last probably six years. That's awesome. Football since I retired, which last year was my fifth season out. And so, um, yeah, hang out, making anniversaries and retirement parties and mom's doctor's appointments, and so it's been pretty cool. But then also, great. my wife and I got involved with uh, clean eating, so we got into urban farming. Uh, we have a, a, a farmer's market where we sell produce, but you know we also 
use the produce in the kitchen and we serve soup, salad, sandwiches. Uh, Oprah Winfrey just actually stopped in. Really? He hosts Stacey Abrams run for uh, governor. Yeah. Hey. So we, Georgia, got a, we, yeah. we get a call up at the restaurant two days prior and they're like, well, Oprah's in town and Stacey Abrams and we're going to be leaving, you know, a certain part of town and you guys are kind of, we're looking for a good place with good food to kind of post up for a couple hours, eat and kind of. So get, you have an actual restaurant. It's, it's actually it's a farm and table. So it's like a little deli. You got some tables wow. in there. It's pretty cool. Good food, good I don't food. know if you hear my stomach. I'm kind of hungry yeah, now. Yeah, I can't about do that. It, but, uh, it's dinner time. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so we have like, uh, you know, no antibiotics, no antibiotics, like, or, you know, organic, fit, you know, all this grain fed chicken, beef. And so it's really, it's really good. It's, it's a challenge, but it's so really he stays good. in shape. It's in a food desert. What's the name of your place? It's called Jim Adams Farm and Table. Jim, Jim Adams Farm and Table, 2011 Bolton Road, Atlanta, Georgia, nice. on the southwest side, upper west side. And then I also just got into tuxedos. And wait, Seth, wait, wait, Seth, Seth, you know this. So when you're when you're in a, when you're a player, I mean, all these suit guys coming in and out of the locker room, selling you, getting you looking. <laughs> well, we good. had Tony Aguas in here, so we know okay. the whole suit so, yeah, guy you game. Yeah. You yeah. Know <laughs> well, there's one guy that's actually been in Atlanta, and we've been kind of friends. He comes over and plays cards, and he's been telling me about this idea he's had probably for the last ten years. And so about three years ago, we really started to talk about it. I got my finally, I let my wife listen to the conversation, and she liked it. It's an online tuxedo company called TheWeddingStoreForMen.com. And so we kind of focus on the wedding space, but we have tuxedos for anybody who wants it. Any any style, you name it, we can get it for you. We can get it. I think that's great. So OJ, his rookie year, when he came <laughs> down, you know, you talked about your experience when you flew into Green Bay. Now, he didn't have to go on the puddle jumper and so on. He had a great flight in, but then when he got there, his luggage was gone. Lost all my right? shit. Lost and, all my shit. And he got ushered to a photo shoot and then a meeting. And they and Stu Weinstein took him for a tuxedo rental. Right, we actually have pictures of this. So he had to do a photo shoot on a beach in a tux, sweating and then like the, sweating like hell, and then wear the same tux to be introduced to the South Florida community. <laughs> I don't think he's worn a tux since. So maybe you guys could connect oh, on this. Deal. And, and the tux was probably ill-fitting. Didn't really. Yeah, what, it wasn't even right. You know, yeah, right Stu here, Weinstein yeah, yeah. drove him to pick up the tux. You know, you know? Yeah, you, and that, they didn't have do. the athletic fit exactly. or athletic cut back then. So, yeah, so that's man. what we cater to. Like yeah. we give you that Euro fit that that I mean, right. it looks good. And it's all two ninety nine. The tux in a box. You get the whole thing: shirt, shirt, no tie, shoes, yeah. everything. Vonnie just turned the fish tank to like Radio Row. Right, right, we right. we haven't had anybody here come in and pitch like you. That's impressive. And then also, you know, I don't know if you know this. So I started. Started training and mentoring uh, guys coming out and getting ready for the combine. No, but I want to yeah. talk to you about that. Yeah, that, or that's, you can tell us now. Yeah, and so Chip Smith trained me coming out of college. Okay, and uh, we've you know kind of throughout the course of my career, I would go back and get you know, a little touch up here and there. So he calls me up about two years after I retire and said, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to add a, a new piece to my training. I want you know guys like you to come in and mentor, but you know train." specific you know position specific mm-hmm. training but really i want you to talk to these guys too and mentor them and, and let them know what they're about to embark upon and things like that and, I, and bestow some of that wisdom he said on them i'm like i don't know about the wisdom part but I, <laughs> he was I, just I working you yeah, he was I definitely, like, I definitely played, the family. i've definitely played a long time and i've seen a lot of things so uh i'll give it a go and i really really enjoyed it you know it kept me in shape kept me like a feeling a part of the locker room with these young right. guys. And they would actually listen. I mean, I didn't really have any assholes. These guys were good guys, and they were there to They work. must not be any good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they, they, they came in, and, and from that, you know, agents started calling me up like, hey, you know, I got a guy at the University of Kentucky, first rounder. I want you to go and work out with him. So I'd fly to Kentucky and Lexington and, and work with a guy a couple, time, a couple days a week. And then all of a sudden, veteran players would call me up. Hey, I got a guy in his third year. You know, he's, wow. kinda, he's right there. He just needs – 
to hear from a guy like you. I mean, I think you can really help him out, you know, not only working with him, but just talking to him, getting his mind right. And so that kind of has parlayed into to what I do now. So I got to – You do a lot a, of shit. Probably yeah, man. Staying busy. Yeah, I got about a dozen guys that – uh, come back to Atlanta and we we get it in. We now, do you do you kind of work it all together like Wayne Heisinga style? Where you're like, you know, what you guys knew you guys got to get into clean eating. So it's not just what you're doing on the field. You got to get into clean eating. And when on draft day, I got to do you kind of work all the businesses together. I, I, I have not been. That's doing the next level. That's the next level. They've got to get over to Jim Adams farming table, man. I, I really don't do a good job of that. I just started doing that. It was really very did. impressive what you yeah. did here, yeah. man. I, I was, fact, can fact. you stay after and take a couple spots for us? <laughs> You did a hell of a job. Well, look, man, I appreciate the fact that you're here on vacation. And, you know, I, I don't know that Ebony appreciates it, but I appreciate the fact that you jumped in the Uber, the slowest uh, moving Uber smallest, in all time, and, and drove an hour to, to come in hang out with lane. us. In the fast lane. An hour in the fast lane. How's that yeah. even fucking possible? Slow in the fast lane. So, really appreciate it, man. It's great to see you. Vani and I get to connect every now and then. I think the last time I saw you was in Canton, which was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for You almost didn't go. You right. almost I didn't almost go. almost did not go. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm one of those guys. Yeah. Juice, man, I, I got to get it together. You know? Yeah, no, got to do it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, just do it, man. Juice at knows. First, at first, yeah. it's hard, right? You yeah. know, at first, it's hard when you're away from the game and, right. and the game keeps moving, and then you get you find yourself in that atmosphere and you're around the guys and, and reconnecting, and it's just it's the it's the best. It is the best. That's what that's what this yeah. is all about, right yeah. here, man. This Being is, able to talk about that's yeah. what we did that's anyways, man. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing you miss. I always I joke all the time. Bonnie's like, the only thing I missed about football was Sundays and paydays, but then you miss that locker room atmosphere, and that's what it's all about. I, I take a beating at home, man. Yeah. Like I. I need to get around my guys. I forget who I am or what, what I've done sometimes. Yes. My wife I know that story. I've seen that movie. Low man the totem pole. I've seen that movie My son, I'm like, you're not very good for my, my, my ego right now, my, my self-confidence. Tell, you, tell like, your mom <laughs> stop showing the little fat guy pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. That's, that might be a good place to start. Well, seriously, man, great to see you. Appreciate you've always supported us for, from the foundation's perspective. And, and uh, you know, another guy, Juice, that I talked about, it's hard for me to imagine. I didn't actually work with Vonnie because he came in in 05 and I was already gone but I feel like just based on a relationship that we did work together all these years and, and it was great to have it's you in the tank. Man. Definitely, it's definitely man. enjoyed you. Enjoyed Thanks for diving guys. in, Vonnie, man. Is it, am I, I going to hear the theme music? or? Oh, we'll, we'll when we send you the we'll link after we post okay. it, man, that's all, all right. done yeah. in post. <laughs> that's, that's all I want, man. That's why I'm here, man. I heard, I heard the song. I'm, we got I'm you, all man. In. Solo D crushed that thing. Glad you liked it. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, OJ, Juice, man, and this is strictly for them true fans, golf fans, number one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stuff
stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphin fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Rapping with OJ and Seth, gonna dab up in that bitch tank.